Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. Whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Father, just uh, show us in your word tonight where we might be carnal. Sometimes we just want to keep eating baby food. We, we just don't want to advance. And I just pray that you'd help us to be willing to advance in your kingdom, uh, advance in your word, uh, advance in your love, and advance uh, toward those that uh, need you most tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd just give us a good evening in your house here now and around your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Babies are a miracle from God. We all, hopefully we... We believe that and accept that. Babies are a miracle from God. Um, children, they are a lot of fun. Um, I love to just sit down and listen to them talk. You know, just listen to them. One evening, it must have been on a Wednesday evening uh, after service at Earl's Grove, the young'uns was all out playing in the graveyard. And, uh, of course, I just walked out there on my way across to the parsonage, and they, Preacher, come here. So I walked out there where they were, and they said, why are all these graves pointing that away? I said, uh, which way does the sun come up? Well, it's, uh, it, well, I said, up there, right there, that's east. I said, that's where it rises. And I said, I believe that when Jesus comes, he's coming from that direction. And every born-again child of God, every Christian that's laying in these graves out here asleep, when they rise up, they're already facing the Lord. Well, they didn't say yay or nay, so I guess hopefully they took it, uh, whatever. Uh, but children are a lot of fun. I remember, and you may remember, uh, Art Linkletter's show where he said kids say the darndest thing. If you want to find out what kind of home life this is going on, just ask the young'uns. Hey, is your daddy ever fuss at your mama? <laughs> Does mama say anything back? Hey, I, just, I can just have a good time with young'uns. They'll tell the truth. You know, they'll, they will tell what's going on. Um, teenagers. It's a tough age. 
teenagers. It's a tough age. I wouldn't want to be a teen these days with all the junk that's out there. Now, and I think about them. We need to pray for them. Young people, they're always thinking. Always thinking, well, you know, wait, what, can, what else can I do? You know, when I first got started, um, able to work outside the home, Daddy had worked me and worked me from the time I could walk good. And it was time to get my own job. Uh, I ended up one time with three jobs. I mean, three jobs. I had certain hours I needed to be here and there and, and just done it and loved it. Hey, I just I was born to work, I reckon, and uh, I wanted to work all I could. But uh, you think of the, the young people today, uh, the sky's the limit for them, and they can go and go and go. Adults, different ages, of course, can be so aggravating. You know why we aggravating? We know everything. We, we know everything. We've been there, done that. You can't tell me nothing. I've already done it. Well, I'm glad you have. And old people, you know, all they want is somebody to listen and love them. Just listen. I'm thankful that I'm at the age I am. I'm thankful that God has allowed me to go and be and do what I've done in the past. And I think about the older people who have done gone now that had an influence on my life and who helped me partially to get to where I am today because they loved me. They wanted me to advance. But as the title says tonight, Indications of Infancy. And we see in the scripture there, Paul talks about uh, being carnal. These people, they knew who the Lord was. They possibly had been saved, but they just didn't want to get away from the things that they was. He said, I've been feeding you baby food. I, I haven't fed you meat because I don't think you can quite take it yet. And he brings up, he said, you're still uh, envying, uh, envious of each other. You're still uh, striving against one another. And he said, I even have noticed divisions. You know, I don't like divisions um, in a church. And I've thought about it. You know, people will quit church because of can't get along with somebody, but they won't quit a job because they can't get along. Any excuse will do. Well, nobody's called me. I haven't got a letter. Well, bless your heart. You know, you ought to tell them. So, hey, are you a member there? Do you know you're supposed to be there? Show up and shock them. That's what I tell them. Just show up. You know, that's what he told me, wanted me to do. What do you want me to do as a pastor? Just show up. How can we recognize this? If, if we're going to be all God wants us to be, how can we uh, recognize spiritual in- infancy? Growing up in the Lord. Um. We could say growing up in the Lord's house. You know, I can go all the way back to when Mama and Daddy took me uh, to Mount Pisgah. The building is still standing, by the way. Um, and inside that building was a coal heater. And it had chicken wire all around it. I can see it right now. It had chicken wire around it to keep us youngins from getting up there and getting burned. And I think about that, how... Um, you know, the, mom and daddy took me, and I grew up in the house of the Lord. 
I grew up in a house where I was cared for. I never lacked for anything, but I was expected uh, to work. Um, all, the, all the inside joy I had was TV. And you realize there wasn't but one in the house, and I had a, have a sister. Somehow or another, I got a hold to an old hospital cot. And I asked mom and daddy, I said, can I put this cot in the den right here so when I watch TV, I'm laying there, I'm looking straight ahead? Well, I said, sure. Well, one thing led to another, and my sister wanted to lay on the cot. Well, of course, there was strife, and there was envy, and there was divisions. So come down to it, the bottom line was this. Certain nights it was mine, certain nights it was hers. Still, we had divisions and bickering. And, and I can hear her now. But hopefully, I can have her here one day. Well, anyway, <laughs> she would, she, I would just stare at her. You know, I'd just stare. I wouldn't say nothing. She'd say, quit looking at me. i just keep staring. I was agitated. I was a bad brother. Finally, she said, Daddy, tell him to quit looking at me. I don't remember what happened beyond there. But spiritual infancy, okay, growing up not only in a household with siblings, but growing up in a church with family settings, you, you have all kind of settings in here tonight, okay? All kind of settings are in here. You've left a, left a household uh, to come here. Now, you know, it won't be long uh, you be, before you're going to be leaving a nice, good, warm fire to come to God's house, and you, you can't wait to get back at that fire. You know, how much do we want to grow um, in the Lord? You know, it's a time of great rejoicing when a child... Uh, accepts Christ, like little Rowan here this morning. And, um, you know, many of you, not only Lynn with the good news, many of you had something to do uh, with this child's salvation. She was so excited, and so was the parents, and so was we, uh, you know, as a church family. We rejoiced uh, in her salvation. And the same is true when, when, a, when a, a newborn baby is born. Everybody wants to handle the baby. They want to hold the baby. And uh, rightfully so. You see, all eyes are on the body. All eyes are, are watching. And as we, you know, I don't know how long God will allow me to be here, but you know, at Earl's Grove for 27 years, I saw babies born. I saw them grow up, graduate from high school, and get married. And it's exciting to me as a pastor to watch our young'uns growing and advancing. And I think sometimes, why can't we get off of the carnal end of things as adults and, and grow in the Lord and, and be what God wants? You know, I don't like to draft people. I, you know, when we need somebody to do this or that. Hey, have a place flooded with volunteers to come. And say, hey, I'll do that. You ain't got anybody to do this yet? And I have very seldom have maybe somebody join the church and say, preacher, I don't want to sit on the pew. I want to do something. Better have something for them to do because if you don't, they're not going to hang around long. They want to do something. They want to do it um, for the glory of God. Spiritual uh, um, 
infant is concerned with their self rather than the cares of others. Well, we want ourselves to look good. We want ourselves to smell good. Well, do we, are we interested in others, in helping others to feel that way, to have the needs met? A church um, is an amazing thing. Some people are like bombs. They're ready to explode. And so you never know how to take them. And I thought about this. Okay, I'll, some of us, I didn't say y'all, some of us just really need a change of a diaper. You know, we done got to the point in our Christian life that we are stinking. And we just need to have a change. Um, time bombs. Someone said, well, y'all to see him at church. He is so nice. But at home, he is explosive. At church, she is ideal. You can't beat her. But at home, she's impossible to live with. At church, he's always praising God. But at home, he's quick to pout. I mean, he'll just pout. Go off somewhere and pout. At church, he's Mr. Good. At home, guess what? He's Mr. Grouch. I want to tell you about a grouch. You're looking at him. Lynn and I, or Lynn made him for us, reservation for our camper at the Farm Expo, okay? We get there. Lynn goes into the office because we already had pre-registration. I just had to check out where we're going to set up. And so, you know, I didn't want to miss church to go. Thing didn't start till Tuesday, and we left as soon as Good News Club over and drove to midnight, spent the night, got up, and went on in. Well, she comes back out and gets in the camper. She said, guess what? I said, what? said, there's no more 50-amp plug-ups. I said, what? We made a reservation. She said, they told me you had to be here on Sunday if you wanted a 50-amp. I said, that just gripes me to no end. Well, she said, you got to follow that man right there, and he's walking. I'm watching, I'm looking, I'm, I'm a stewing, I'm a stewing. I said, they're going to hear about this, you just wait. Lynn said, there ain't anything you can do. I said, I don't care, I don't care. She said three times, there ain't anything you can do, but I said, I don't care. I'm going to gripe about it. Pulled up there and hooked up that 30 amp, and I'm still just a stewing, you know, kicking and a carrying on. Said, my air conditioning ain't going to work, ain't nothing going to work. Well... God settled everything. I went in, turned the air on. It worked. I didn't apologize. I just <laughs> tried to slowly get over the grouching attitude. But we all got it. Just well admit it. You know, you don't have to sit there and look so high and mighty, you know. I'll ask the young'uns. Say, my young'uns is gone. Ha, ha. I said, I'll ask the grand young'uns in, you know. <laughs> Is there any grouching going on at your house? <laughs> at church, she's a good example, but at home, she's irritating. Can't do nothing right. No, we just we need to get our acts together. Okay, Lynn, Lynn and I constantly we we work on our marriage because we we love one another. We love to get along. But hey, she's always quick saying, "No use of gropping." Well, I'm not going to grab in the department store in front of all them people, but when I get in the car, 
I'm going to turn it loose. When I get home, I'm going to turn it loose. Now, I've never kicked a dog and kicked a cat. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, when we think about spiritual emphasis, in, intimacy, let me, think, let me tell you, don't think about yourself. We need to think of others. Because this, this infancy, um, being a baby, you know, anybody can be a baby, anybody can whine. But a second thing I won't mention, mention of is the spiritual infant is concerned with arguing instead of acting something out. Just go ahead and do it. If you know what to do and you know how to do, do it. He makes mention of those three words. I underline them. I don't mention them. Envying, strife, divisions. A lot of people, that's their occupation. They love doing it. They can't wait. Well, I know what I'd do if I was in charge. Well, why didn't you volunteer? You know, so many people have the better idea, but they won't volunteer. And a lot of times they won't volunteer because they they're not sure they can hold out. They're not sure whether they can do it or not. You see, we should be, as First Thessalonians 3.12 says, allow the Lord to make you love one another. Allow him to make you love one another. We're all different. None of us are alike. Take our fingerprints tonight in here. Not a one of us have the same fingerprints, okay? Measure our noses. Not a one of them measures the same length. You know, God made us like we are. But he wants us to be better than what the devil wants us to be because he is the instigator of all the ending, all the strife, and all the divisions. God is not part of that kind of stuff. It seems as though it's easier to grumble than to go with who suggested something. Um. Well, we have never done it that way before. Well, so what? Let's try it. Let's try that and see how it goes. Let's get out of our uh, infant stage and, and get on with becoming more mature at what we're doing. Now, sometimes we, we want to say this or I want to say this. Can I show you how I do it? Okay. Or should I say, show me how you do it? You know, we should be working together with it. The spiritual infant looks to man rather than looking to the master. Uh, you know, as we look to man, again, hey, everybody's got their own ideas. What does Jesus have in mind? Can you imagine how it must have been when, when uh, he told the disciples, you all get in, a, in the boat and head toward yonder and I'll meet you over there. And what happened? Storm came up while they were on their way. And he came and calmed everything and settled everything down. Another incident where, hey, he was in the ship asleep. Storm came up and they rushed down to wake him up. Do you not care that we're about to perish? Do you think he would let the ship go down? Listen, many people tonight are going through storms and they're upset. They're worried about what's going to happen. Listen, who is in charge? Who is in the boat with you and me? We're not in it by ourselves. But we need to learn that God wants us to, to get out of that infant stage and to become more mature for the Lord. Just because I may be older than somebody don't mean I know more uh, than somebody. Um, 
an infant, you know, I've thought about an, an infant uh, has a mother and a daddy or either a babysitter. And that's their, that's their first teachers that they are around. That's their first schoolmasters that they are around. And then, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I, it bothers me when I see parents not bringing little children to church and getting them. And I've heard them say, oh, he just won't stay in the nursery. Well, bring him in here. Well, he'll cry. Well, put something in their mouth. That's probably what they want, you know. Put something in there. They're going to whine, do something. But keeping them out, listen, keeping them out. I've experienced this too in that same community back down there. So, oh, I'll let him make his mind up when he gets older. I said, what about school? He's going to school and he's going to the doctor. But church, let him make his mind up when he gets older. Well, he did. He got older. Flew hot in the house one day and breaking up stuff everywhere. Next thing you know, he was stealing stuff. Next thing you know, they were in jail. And who's crying? The mama calls me crying. Hey, what can I do? I visited when that child was an infant, begging them to come and and to get them in there. You see, an infant is innocent, right? An infant is innocent. They need to be nurtured and loved and and. You know, parents, I think sometimes parents don't believe that little children are taking in what's going on, and they are. They're quick to learn. Let me tell you, it don't bother me, but it's exciting to me. I see my grandbabies, I mean the little ones, take this smartphone and just whoop that thing right out there and play a game on it, and I can't even cut it on, you know. I take my my flip phone, and I'll say, him. Put this number in here so I don't have to look it up anymore. Well, I guess I'm going to stay in that infant stage of flipping my phone. But the spiritual, on, on, when you look at an adult that let's say has been saved many years and they haven't changed, somebody didn't take them by the hand and lead them. Or somebody didn't set an example for them so they can follow it. And, you know, I see children like this, and I I tell them, I said, you know, it's not that child's fault. The parents didn't do their job. It could be the church's fault that we didn't take that newborn Christian, 17, 18, 25, 30, 40-year-old, and take them aside and say, look, I want to help you to get on, get, get on the right path with Jesus. I want to help you learn the scriptures. You know, hey, I want to do this. We don't have time. We don't want to take time. And so that person grows up, as Paul's talking about here, and I, brethren, count, uh, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but I've spoken to you as carnal, even as babes in Christ. Just haven't grown up. And he says, again, he said, you, you, you're, you're after one another. You're arguing over who's supposed to water and who's supposed to plant. But I want to tell you, it don't make any difference who's watering and who's planting. It's God that gives the increase. And when we think about this, I think about the spiritual looks of human resources. The spiritual looks. You know, no one in here tonight can look at me or me look at you and tell where you are with the Lord. A lot of times I see and I find that we as adults really don't know where we are until a crisis hits. You know, something rings our bell. And what does people do? 
they crowd to God's house. They want to read the word. They want to do all this. And then God works out and things work out smoothly. And then they fade off again. Now, you know, that's choice. Um, a spiritual infant needs to look to Christ and begin to get out of the cradle and move on with life. Because your and my responsibility is to help those who are younger than us in the Lord and help them advance. Because who's going to do what I do? Who's going to do what you do if we don't lead and train somebody to follow? I've never, ever, never, ever been jealous of who might stand in this pulpit to preach God's word. Never. And neither will I, ever. I've heard it said that a pastor, if he dies in the pulpit, or wherever, there ought to be somebody to step right in and, and take it and keep going with it. If not, shame on the pastor. And I'd love, you know, I'd love for our Sunday school teachers to feel that way. I'd love for our deacons to feel that way. Hey, latch on to some young man <clears throat> who, who's not a deacon and say, hey, go with me visiting. Train them. So when that time comes, hey, they're not sitting there wondering which way to go and what to do. We failed many times to help our infants to grow up to be good, solid church members. And so hopefully, you know, as Paul said, you, uh, I can't feed you meat because you're not ready. You're not over the baby food yet. That's, that's probably a lot of times uh, uh, true in all of our lives. But we need to advance. You know, nobody keeps me from reading God's Word. Nobody. It's an opportunity. It's a choice whether we take the time to do it or not. And it bothers me some, some time, very seldom, a morning will get away from Lynn and me and we didn't have our devotion. I don't feel right all day long. Just to have that time to open his word up and read it and, and see what he has to say. We don't need envy and strife. We don't need divisions. We need to just come together and love the Lord and love one another and grow together as a family because, hey, one of these days, we're not going to have to say bye. We're going to be together in a place where Jesus is going to prepare for us. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for the time to try to share your word in a way I think it would be pleasing unto you and not myself. Lord, just help us to help others along the pathway that they might grow in you. Thank you so, so much for the leaders that are in our church that are strong, that you can count on without question. Lord, they're, they're growing in you, and they're wanting your will to be done in their lives. Just speak to our hearts now here through this invitation time. And we'll thank you for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.